This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. Falta Gambo is anxious about her husband's return. Her husband is Modum Bodum, and he was picked up by the Nigerian military in 2015 after escaping a Boko Haram-controlled area with his family. He has since been kept in detention without trial. Falta misses him, but she is guilty for having a child for another man while he is away. Internally displaced persons in Northeast Nigeria live in poor conditions and have to find ways to fend for themselves. For Falta, she relied on survival sex with a Meiduguri local and gave birth to a son while her husband, Moto, is still away. Some people came in January last year and they said my husband was in the facility. We hope they will come and we are praying for them to come back. We also want our people to be released. They are innocent. We have waited for six years now. Falter's experience with survival sex happened when she moved to the Dalori 2 displacement camp on the outskirts of Meiduguri. When she first arrived, food was in ample supply. They were served meals twice a day. This, however, ceased eventually and the authorities started giving three kilograms of guinea corn every few weeks instead. We then had to fend for ourselves. I had to go and walk in the villages around. We had to go and look for firewood. There was no SIM card for cash-based assistance at that time. From there, I got a boyfriend and I got pregnant. Her boyfriend, a married man himself, is a member of the Civilian Joint Task Force, a paramilitary group formed in 2013 to battle Boko Haram and gather intelligence at the grassroots. Members of the task force interact frequently with the IDPs and are stationed close to the displacement camps to prevent attacks. The officer's farm is one of the places Falter had gone to work as she sniffed for extra cash. Falter bears most of the burden of catering for their child, but he occasionally sends money for the young boy's care. Falter says she always thinks of how she would explain the circumstances surrounding the birth of the boy to Modu. Falter and Modu's journey to this dilemma can be traced to about seven years ago, when the insurgency gathered hit. Bama was one of Boko Haram targets in 2013. In a bittersweet development, Cameroonian troops, under the Multinational Joint Task Force arrangement, invaded Falter's village, Kala Modu, as they hunted down Boko Haram members. They burnt down the village after accusing its residents of harboring terrorists. The locals, forced to seek refuge elsewhere, migrated to Gamborungala, and then, bam bam, about five kilometers from their community and closer to Cameroon. Life in Bembem was characterized by acute food and water shortage. Those who managed to travel with some foodstuff found it easier to cope. But the relief did not last long. In the night, the women would sneak out to get water. 
trying as much as possible not to be detected by Boko Haram terrorists. One year into their arrival, Bembem was also burnt down to the ground by soldiers, and the townspeople, including 20 adults, 11 men and 9 women, had to hit the road again. This time, they finally crossed into Cameroon. But the conditions were not any better. The Cameroonians searched our properties and the children. They asked our men to take off their clothes and beat them. They also tied our hands. We heard them cry, but they didn't touch the women. In the evening, they took us to Manu, a village near Banki in Nigeria. We then went to Banki. Five of our men, including my husband, were taken by the Nigerian military. We don't know where they are up to now. When they moved away from their birthplace in Komshe, Falta had five children with her, three girls and two boys. But a few years down the line, this number painfully reduced to two. At Bama, she lost most of her children, all three daughters making her sad. When we stayed in Bama, the situation was very bad. There was no food. They cooked only once. At 6.30 in the evening, they would give us food in the kitchen. You would not get again until 6.30 the next day. Water was also scarce at the displacement camp, which at the time housed about 3,000 people. The taps could be barren for up to two days as thirsty women and children lined up in wait. During the raining season, the IDPs had to resort to scooping and drinking groundwater. As it was not portable, a lot of people fell sick as a result. Falta believes the death of her three daughters is not unconnected to this, together with the lack of food. She solemnly remembers them. Falta Moduyim and Fatima Moduyim were four-year-old twins. The other one, Yizza, was only 18 months old. Their older siblings, Fanna and Fanne Modu, who are also twins, were the ones who survived the hard knocks of Bama. They are 10 years old now. Falta has not spoken to her husband in years, but if she had the opportunity, she would want him to know she is safe at the displacement camp. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was written by Anita Eboebin and edited by Osato Edukbayi. Produced by Abba Toko. Voice acting by Mariam Mustafa. The senior producers are Osato Edukbayi and Anita Eboebin. The executive producer is Ahmed Salikida. For more stories, go to humanangle.ng and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida.